we'll, um, we'll start. This is Hoshana Rabba night. Hoshana Rabba, many people know, is a uh, uh, awesome day the, in, in this forum. It's understood to be a day of of the second sealing of the judgment we spoke about in previous years. We already had a sealing of the judgment on Yom Kippur. This, this is the second sealing of the judgment. Okay? Um, it's, a, it's a night that traditionally Klaus spend involved in Avoda. Amen. And uh, so maybe we'll just give a little bit of a Hagdama. What is this second Hasima? We spoke about it in previous years. So we'll say the Kitzer Nimrits. Is the... We know that for something to be, for example, a wine to be considered kosher, even if a, even if a goy touch it comes in contact with it or, or uh, whatever else, you need a double chasima, double seal. You mean like the tape with the signature? Is that, is that yeah, you, you, you need two. You need a double seal. Uh, sometimes it, you know, it could be uh, one is the plastic and one is the seal on top of the plastic, whatever it is, but you, you need a double chasima. And um, so the judgment that we received already, it was sealed, meaning to say that the judgment is finished. But what is going to be shomer that judgment that we received? What's going to ensure that it doesn't get ruined, that it doesn't get sabotaged, that it doesn't dissipate, that it doesn't fall apart? That's, that's the second chasim we're looking to put to protect the the finalization of, of, of the judgment that we received on, on Yom Kippur, okay? Now, uh, and we spoke about it in previous years, again, not for, not for tonight, because otherwise you're not going to make it through what we want to cover, but the, um, the, way that you make a, you ma- the way that you make a seal, a chesima, is by taking the highest concept that there is and putting it all the way on the outside, right? If, if, I, if I write a very, very important letter with a, on a big check in there, there's some super secretive information, whatever it is, right? So after I do all that and I seal the letter, then I put a chasima on the letter, which is the second seal. It's a seal on the ceiling to make sure it stays sealed. So what's the first seal? The sealing of the envelope. I actually seal the envelope. Oh, right? your saliva or with the glue that's on the envelope, right? But then I need to protect that seal, and the way that I and the way that I'm going to do that is, I'm going to take the most precious and most hush of a thing there is, which is going to be what, for example, the official government, you know, emblem or you know the most important words, right? Whatever would be the the motto, the creed, the the the, the credo. Uh, the the flag, whatever it is, right? And I'm going to imprint that onto the outside of the le- of the letter. So th- I've got I've got my I've got my letter with a big check inside, right? And that's sealed. And on the outside of it, 
is like the highest thing that you could to basically to ward off anybody from daring right if you put like you know whatever it is FBI CIA like you know KGB uh, stamp on there like any you know if you break this seal right all three of those organizations are coming after you right so that's that's uh, that's what's gonna ward off people from coming and therefore the Minog Yisrael is to learn um, very uh, deep in Yomim this night uh, in order to help us understand even if until now to whatever level we will, we've been of course understanding the Chag at whatever level we can um, to ensure that it is preserved like wine, which if it gets contaminated in the barrel during the process of its fermentation, if it gets contaminated, it spoils, it turns to vinegar, so you need a, you need a, um, a double seal, so too our voda needs a double seal. Uh, so we're going to learn words of a, of a Kaddish, a holy person. Oh. Thank you for joining us. There's, there's, there's uh, two sheets right here. Okay, so, so we're going to try to understand the fear Kenu um, what the Ariya Kadosh Kadosh uh, says about this day, this great day. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll uh, try to say it in, in a way that we can understand. We've we've gone through we've gone through a process, a, a little bit of a journey, shall we call it, from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, that was Sersi Mechuva, and that had a very distinct flavor to it. And the flavor was, we realize that we've done some things wrong, and there is a awe, and there's a era of the judgment that is being made on us. And that judgment imbues, infuses every person, uh, even the people that don't recognize on some level, but uh, everyone on some, with a certain level of yira, with a certain level of recognition, there's a judgment. There, there, there is a dayan and there is a din. And that there are things that can happen as a consequence of incorrect actions that we do. Okay, in uh, in the terms that we're going to be using here, that can be referred to as gvuros, gvura, um, might, strength. Beginning with Yom Kippur, but fundamentally, over the course of Sukkot, we saw 
a tremendous kindness of Hashem, where Hashem is willing to spread out over us His canopy, the sukkah, as a way of protection, and we're able to feel a tremendous closeness and a connection to Hashem. That uh, can be termed as chasadim. Kindness is a term of, of connection, the way of connection. And gvura is a term for awe and drawing back. And now we're about to close the, the loop, close the circus, the circuit. Okay? Okay, so let's let's read it. And try to understand it. Okay, regarding the Gvurus. Second. Skip that part. Okay, who both of them? After all the chasadim, which means where Hashem draws us to Him, into us, into our world, means an Hoshana Rabba, when we're going to go through and we're going to make our seven circuits that will be the completion of the of, of Hashem drawing us close to him we're calling out doing the Hoshanas what are we doing Hoshanas, we're calling out to Hashem you save us you you take care of it you do this you remember this you do it for this you do it for that that's chesed we're asking Hashem to do it to save us to protect us to draw us close and vze al yedei hasuka valulov, valkafos halulov. So there's two big players in sukkah. Obviously, the sukkah and the lulov. Uh, we discussed this already a number of times. The sukkah represents the really high up, abstract world of really Yom Kippur, the place where we went to on Yom Kippur where we were like angels in the world of Bina, that's what the, that's what the sukkah represents. The schach. Of course, sukkah is al shame the schach. It's not the walls. The sukkah is al shame the schach. That's the gag that's above our heads. That's, that's above. That's, that's the shamaim, right? That's... Yeah. Uh, and then there's the lulav. The lulav is the part that we hold. And it's shame. It is called al shame the lulav. Because the lulav is the vertical line, the one where we are able to connect to the circle up there. You draw it down, that would be, that's the still 
this is still um, Hashem doing it. Uh, we're facil- all of our mitzvahs are facilitating this, of course, but Hashem is bringing down this closeness. But now, instead of in a, in a way of an abstract, lofty idea of the schach, every time I look at the schach, Laman Yedu, Right? In order that we should know, it gives us uh, abstract thought, right? That's the sukkah. It may, that's why you have to see the schach. It has to be within 20 yamas so you can see it. Whereas the lulav is already the internalization to bring it down. That is uh, the... That's how we bring down the chasadim of Hashem. Again, chasadim translated as Hashem doing for us, Hashem drawing us close, Hashem taking care of us with these incredible mitzvahs. Now the thing is, as incredible as it is, you can't live inside the sukkah. The truth is, we could have lived inside the sukkah. That would be called, if Hashem would have just created us and put us straight into all of that's all it would have been, just chesed. Nothing but chesed. Wouldn't that be incredible, Gabriel? Just basking in the radiance of Hashem, right? Don't have to do anything. Hashem is taking care of everything. Except, exactly. Except that that would not be the, the, the highest level. That wouldn't be the best. The best is if we can participate. Now, we mentioned already, up until now, during, during the Cersei Mechuva, we did bring in, we did receive gvuros, we did receive a, an ema and a pachad like we said in the Tfilos of Rosh Hashanah tein pachdecha al kol ma'asecha ve'imosecha al kol ma'asheborosa so that awe, that uh, fear was imbued by Hashem into us but that was a passive process. Okay, so we've gone through that passive process of awe during Sesame Shuba. We've gone through the passive process of internalizing the kindnesses of Hashem and seeing how incredible He is to us with the schach and with the lulav, like we spoke about lulav earlier, the celebrating the, the prosperity and the goodness that Hashem gives us. Oz nechnosim hahei gvuros ba b'malchus asher ba. Now finally comes the time to internalize the gvuros, and there happens to be five of them, into our very essence of who we are. Now it has to become inside of us ourselves. That is going to be the job of Oshana Rabba. We're going to see why that's going to be so crucial as we're going to be doing tomorrow morning is why we're davening nates so it's going to take us three hours of shachris it's not a regular kolamoy day okay here we go okay so first of all he's going to explain quickly being that we've already been working on the chasadim and seeing the the kindnesses and the mercy of hashem during the six days of sukkahs already why are we going to do now, every day we've done one hakafa, every day we, we've done one part of rec- that recognition. Hoshana Rabbah, we're going to go, that's why it's called Hoshana Rabbah. The Beis Yosef calls it Hoshana Rabbah, the great 
salvation, the great calling out, because we make it sevenfold. We all the Hoshanas that we've said until now, we're going to say all of them, that's going to be seven Hoshanas. Why? Because there is seeing Hashem's kindness in individual ways, going through one after the other, which, by the way, beautifully, beautifully, the, the Shem Yishmuel goes and shows how each one of the Hoshanas has to do with one of our Shpizim, meaning that, that uh, each one of them is you know, Hashem save us, in other words, in, in the merit of Avram, in the merit of Yitzhak, Yaakov, etc. So the, the seven Ushpizim. And then we're going we're gonna to go, or we're going to do all seven of them together, which means Bukhlalos, not seeing Hashem's kindnesses in the merit of just this one or just that one, but seeing Hashem's kindnesses in the merit of all seven of them together. That's the Klalos HaChasodim. <coughs> And all of that comes in on this great day. Then we're going to be saying Kaddish, Tiskabel, and we're done with the Hasadim and we're ready for the big job. Okay? Now we mentioned before that we already had a awe and a fear that was instilled in us during Aser Semei That was the Gvuros that came into us. However, they are ter- it's a t- termed in, in the Yisod. In other words, it is in me, but it's not me. A person can have awe, a person can have fear or uh, dread when Rosh Hashanah comes or during Sesame Tshuva, but he could not be a person, he was still not a person who himself is a Yorei Chet. It hasn't yet gone into the Malchus of Malchus. It hasn't yet become the me. It's in me, but it's not me. It's in me because I just went through a Sesame Tshuva. We all still have that feeling. We all still have that imprint. We're... we're we're, we're connected to it, but it's not yet us. That is the remaining thing to do on Hashanah Rab. Kikvar, Gvurus, Hayesod, Sheba, Nechnasun, Mitchila, they've already come in before during Assessing Meshuva. But now they have to be drawn down. Now these five gurus, what is this going to do? What this is going to do is, we just said earlier, Josh, who's learned the Der Hashem, and sounds like also the Das Tvunus, because he was able to quote the Nahama de Kisufa from the Yushalmi. So he explained to us that the reason why Hashem didn't just put a straight into all my ball like Gavriel proposed, right? Sure. He said that would be awesome. Yeah, right. But the reason why Hashem didn't do that is because of the concept of the Kisufa, which means that we wouldn't have the Kalim to receive that 
that goodness that Hashem wants to give us. Now, what does it mean not having kalim? So we, the reason, the, the reason why this language of, of uh, Chochmas Emes is so powerful because it uses Mashalim. Kalim is a vessel. So we all have a cup over here. And for Hashem, hopefully everyone has a cup. If you don't have a cup, some cups back there. Right? And we have wonderful beverages. The table is covered with wonderful beverages and wonderful food, which, of course, as always, uh, is in appreciation to my wife for preparing everything and setting everything out. So if we wouldn't have a kli, we wouldn't be able to receive the wine. But Gavril is asking the same way that Rebbe Shulman provided him with these wonderful drinks, she also provided him with the cups. So what's the problem? Why couldn't Hashem just do that? Right? So when we say that there wouldn't be the kalim, <coughs> we have to understand what a kalim is. A kalim is that I can relate. I, there's some part of me that has participated in this. This is me that's here. If you take a pauper and a, and, and a person who's never done anything with his life and you put him on the, on the dais with all the gdole ador up there, you know, in front, everyone's taking pictures and coming over asking for brachas, the person is going to turn every color in the rainbow and then faint and fall on the, uh, fall on the floor. Because okay? he has no shaykhis to where you put him. He has no kalim to receive it. He can't relate to, to, to this. It's not him. So when we talk about making a keli, what we're talking about, that this should become me. That, that now, not the entire thing necessarily. I don't have to be both the creator and the created. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a task that would be way beyond our pay grade, but, but at least to be the, uh, a worthy recipient of the brachas of Hashem. That is, that's what it means that it shouldn't be in the Hamadik Sufa, that we should have the kalim to receive it. It means we should be worthy recipients. We should be someone who can relate to what's being given to us. Okay, so that is what we're talking about, making the clear. We're talking about internalizing the year Shamaim, internalizing the Pachet and the Nora of Asir Shimei into who we really are. And through that, there is, becomes the ability to do what's called Halos Man, to uh, bring up the feminine waters. In other words, to participate in the relationship. Okay, we're talking about the relationship between Hashem and Klausel. We talk about the relationship between husband and wife. And in that relationship between husband and wife, if the wife uh, were to be a karka olam, Right, we know that Esther, Hamalka, had to go into Achashverosh to save the Jewish people. And before that, when she was taken to be married, etc., and the Gemara asked, how is she allowed to do this? She was married to Mordechai, 
it's a uh, one of three cardinal skills, Yaharag Vilayavar. Should have given up her life. So the more answers, maybe those answers are over there, is she was Karka Oilam. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Okay, the Gemara says, okay, Karka Oilam. She was, uh, she was like the uh, ground of the world, which we're going to come back to in our discussion here. Karka Oilam, the expression. She was just ground, totally passive. And totally passive means that really it's not hers. Really, she's not. She, she's not involved. So halos man the elevation of what's called my nukvi, the feminine waters is the opposite of that this is where she participates now she means us we we participate instead of being passive recipients of Hashem instead of being ones without vessels without a way to relate to what's happening and it's happening to us we become active participants now the way that a uh, the way that a man is active is different than the way that a woman is active. Which we see from Yehuda and Tamar, right? The Rashi, famous Rashi over there. Yehuda says to Tamar, Havana. Give to me. Seeming literally give to me. But Rashi there is bothering me. Give to me. She's not giving to him. He's giving to her. So Rashi there says, prepare yourself. Okay, that's called making the kli. That means being one that is fit to receive. That's what that is what the recipient, which is us, can do in relation to Hashem. What we can do, we cannot do, we cannot do anything. Because everything is in the hands of Hashem. Except Yirushamaim. Hakol Bide Shamaim Kutzmi Yirushamaim. The only thing that is in our hands is the recognition of the awesomeness and the divinity of Hashem. That's the halos man. So once we make ourselves into a kli of being a person who is a Yerushamayim, not a person who has experienced Yerushamayim during a Sarasim Shuva, but being a person who is a Yerushamayim, who is a Yorei hate, then that means that we're an active participant in the connection, in the relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's the Maim Nukvim. That's the intimate connection, the intimate relationship that uh, will Bezat Hashem exist on Shmiyat Seraph. That's where it's all building up to. The processes by which that is accomplished is through the Sukkah and the Lulav? Amen. The Sukkah and the Lulav is what helped us to recognize how wonderful Hashem is. That's the chasadim of Hashem. Aser Simei is what helped us to recognize how awesome Hashem is. Now, those two is the ingredients for a relationship. But now, the as of now still, the awe and the fear are still not internalized into us. And therefore we don't yet have the vessels, we don't yet have, we are not yet someone who is worthy 
of truly having an intimate relationship, of receiving that goodness, not in a temporary artificial way of inside a sukkah where you see the spiritual heights that Hashem gives us with the schach and the blessing that Hashem brings down with the lulav, but where we live that way the whole year round, for that we need to internalize the awe, which is here being called the gvuros, the, the chamesha gvuros, the five gvuros of Aser Semei which are in us but not us. Okay? And that will make us the proper recipient for a relationship with Hashem. And that, that is in order that during Shmi Yatzeris, like we know, famous Midrash, that after a big banquet, right, then the king says, okay, everyone's leaving. Now I want to have just an intimate. Yeah. So I want to have an intimate, I want to have an intimate relationship with you. I want to be just the two of us in a private room, like the Pasuk and Shira Shirim, right, that, Incredible! Okay, we have to have you move here. right? That the king, uh, the, the king b- brings me into his inner chambers, right? That's that's Shminyat Seres. Okay, that is that is what we're doing. So Venimsa, ki hamesh gvuros elu, heim bechinus hakli shalaman. So that's what we're looking to build on Hoshana Rabbah, is to transform ourselves into being one that has the awe, the Yirah Shamaim inside of ourselves. The Yirah Shamaim is in us. In other words, the Aser Simei Tshuva is, an, is where Hashem breaks the rules. Hashem does not, in a true relationship, it is not up to Hashem to contribute to Yerush That is artificial. It's a vi- fundamentally is a violation of what Josh uh, said about Nahamad Kisuf. If it stays there, with, you know, if we leave with Yom Kippur, then, then, then it's Nahamad Kisufa. Hashem did both. He did the Yira, then he did the Ava on Sukkot, and he did the whole thing. It has to come back to a Kol Bidei Shemaim Chutz Miyur Shemaim. Yira Shemaim is in our hands. It has to be us. That's the job of Hoshana Rabba. Ulatama Nizker Nimtza Ki Einam Nechnosus Chamesh Gvurus Eile Ad Acher Shekvar that's why only after we finished the seven Hoshanas, the seven encirclements, only then, once we're totally done with the Hasadim, now we're going to start with the, with, the, with the Gvurus, now we're going to start with the Yerushalayim. Who? Acha Kiddush is Yiskabal, Shalaha Kafas. Vamnum, Knisa Knisa Hasadim, 
the imahaya ayadeya sukkah, okay, which we said before, and the lulav that was the that was the za that was the that was the uh, lower manifestation of Hashem running our lives and actually not the abstract what we believe our beliefs and our uh, really high ideals, but seeing the bracha coming down that's that's the lulav. Aval eila hagvurus heim al yedei haarava. And the reason why the Arava is the Arava is the, where we don't see, we don't see the brachas, we don't see the taste, we don't see the smell, we don't see all the wonderful things. That's where there is a strictness involved. There is a constriction. Shehi, now the Gemara in Sukkah, the Mandalad Amud Aleph, over on Talmud Base says that the Yom Arava, this this day of Arava, is a minig nevim. What? Zikach Arava, Zulas Osam Shalulav, to take a separate Arava, not the ones in your Lulav. The Tichbot Osam Bekarka. And you hit them on the karka, and you don't make a bracha. We'll explain soon why. The Gemara there says, "Chavod chavod v'lo birech." He hit, he hit, and he didn't bless. Okay, Chavayer inyan harava asher biyomazah. Okay, hinei. Akash yamru kaisis kabel shel akash seder zayin harakafas kach hey badim. That's why, of course, that's why the minig is to take five branches of Aravas, because it has to do with the five gurus. They should be kosher, like the like the Ramah brings in the shame of the Ran, right? Like the same ones that you take in the Lulav. Not to take the ones in the Lulav, because the ones in the Lulav are the are the gvuros that are the, you know, the, the, are, are the part of the chasadim, really, right? Meaning, the lulav is the representation of Hashem doing for us. Hashem taking care of us. So you don't want to take uh, either these aravas, which are represent gvura, which represent yira, and mix that in. When we're taking the lulav, we're just seeing the kindness of Hashem. We're just seeing the goodness of Hashem. And so too, we can't take those from the lulav and use them for the chibut, because uh, it's, it's, it, it doesn't carry the the same yira that we need. So that we take the five arovas, and we're mechavin on them. That this should help us to internalize the, the awe. And we hit them on the on the ground. And what's the ground? We mentioned before. The ground is the karka olam. The karka olam. Karka olam means passive. Sitting there doing nothing. That's the karka olam. That's what we've been until now. A karka olam. But a karka olam is not participating and does uh, and is not prepared. To be a recipient. What does a karka have to do? To be participating as a recipient 
it has to be plowed. By the time that the that the person comes with the seed to sow the karka, it needs to have been plowed. That's to be prepared. And plowed means it's all turned over, it's all broken, it's all softened up. It's mispoiled, it's been acted upon. In other words, Yira is one of the few things, the reason why is because Yerushamayim is how you respond to something. Hashem doesn't do the Yira. He could send a person a bracha, for example. Hashem could do something, reveal himself to a person. But how I react to that, that's up to me. That's why it's So that is the reaction, the hispilus is embodied, represented, symbolized by a plowed up field. A field that has been acted upon and has been turned upside down, inside out by the plow. Now the plow is a harsh, sharp piece of metal that drags across But that's what opens a person up to realize that I need that connection. I need that connection to Hashem. So that's, that's what, when we're doing the chibut, the focus here is on the karka. To the point that I saw in certain svarim, they want to say that a person should go out to an unpaved floor, find an unpaved floor, to actually do chibut on the soil, on the earth. We're not going to be doing that. We're going to be doing inside. Perhaps we can invoke the Gemara Brochus that the Gemara says Rabbah asked his two young Talmudim, Abai and Rava, where's Hashem? <laughs> so Rava Abai went outside and pointed to the heavens. And Rava pointed up to the ceiling. Now, Lechari Abai is right. Pointed to the heavens. Heavens, you know, the blue, like the, like the uh, Kilivnas Asapir, right? The, the, the blue of the, of the divine uh, footstool, right? The heavens. The, you point to the ceiling. Rava, what are you doing to point to the ceiling? The ceiling is a... It's just made out of uh, whatever, you know, um, plaster. plaster and paint. That's where Hashem is, up in the ceiling. So Rava, Kedarko, Kodesh is a lambdom, right? Meaning that's the, the Baye is always taking things more straight, more literal. And, and, and Rava is a big lambdom. So Rava is saying, when you're inside the room, this, this is the Shemaim. The, the, the ceiling is the Shemaim. That's what represents the Shemaim. I don't have to have the Shemaim itself. When I'm inside, this is the Shemaim. So we'll be so much on, on Rava tomorrow morning. We'll, we'll, hit, we'll, hit, we'll, hit, we'll hit the Karka. Okay? Even though it's, uh, even though it's, um, it's a vinyl, vinyl, vinyl floor. Yeah. Sounds like really you're saying that we want to do something with the Karka, but really we're doing something with the Rava. 
No, that's the thing. We're, we're doing both. Let me see. Right now we're talking about, yes, we're changing the karka. The karka itself, which karka means the karka oil. We have this karka, we have this innate golem, this lump of clay, this piece of meat, this animal, uh, this chimpanzee that, that just sits here and, 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 and doesn't recognize the awesomeness of Hashem. We're going to take the Hamesh Gvuros, the five Aravas, which represent the sum total of the Yira Shamayim, the sum total of the Pachad, uh, the Pachad, the Eimah, the Yira, the, all those things that we have in us from Yom Kippur, from Aseris Yom but haven't internalized, we are the Karka. We are the Karka. We are the... Okay. <laughs> okay. We're, we're we're gonna have a big job for our cleaning this this uh, this, uh, this air of uh, air of yomtov. Hey, Bev, you'll bring you'll bring some uh, some soil. Okay. Good. Shmak. Shmak. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that's, that's good. Okay. Va'akakach. Tichbot bahem ala karka v'techaven kavona achas be'es ha'habata. So and then you go when you hit the five arovas on the soil, and you intend the following: Shehu uzman harados harovas. As we're, he's going to explain to us, there's two different kavanas. There's a kavana as your hand goes down to strike the karka with the aravas, and there's a separate kavana on the ascent of your hand going back upwards. So we're right now talking about the strike downwards. And that is to imbue our heart of stone with the five parts of the Yerushalayim, with the five gurus. And there's five aravas, and we strike it five times each time imbuing another aspect of gvura into ourselves. And what is that? Is as you strike, you understand that there is din in the world. There is gvura in the world. There is such a concept as a strike. There is such a concept as the ground being hit. And that when the ground is hit, now here we're not hitting it with a a metal implement like a plow, but the same way that if you were to strike the ground, you make a chaprisha, you make, you soften the soil. And by softening the soil, you make it become a clear vessel to receive the seed that's going to be coming. So too, we use the arava to strike the karka to prepare it. And says, Theory that arava is gematria zera, the seed that you're going to be putting into the ground. Okay, that's because the aravas prepare the karka to receive the zera. Additionally, 
As far as we're concerned, what does that mean? It means that we are going to be an azer, just like the wife is an azer connecto. We're going to be an azer. We're going to facilitate. How does the ground facilitate that the seed should come in and germinate and, and grow and transform the karka? Like Yehuda said to Tamar, Havana, which Rashi just means prepare yourself. By being prepared, by being plowed, that is what the karka can do to be an azer, the way that we can help Hashem to bring bracha into our lives, to bring all the chasadim, all the goodness into our lives, is by becoming plowed up, by becoming upheaval, turned over through the fear of the strikes with the Arava. Now, additionally, as the strike itself happens and we see the leaves on the Arava getting bashed or getting knocked off entirely, we need to be thinking about the fact that let it be that the awe that I'm currently experiencing should act to soften the any strikes that are ever going to come against myself or against the Jewish people. In other words, if you take a plow and you strike it against the soil, two things happen. The soil becomes ripe for receiving seed. Additionally, the plow is dulled, softened. And whenever there is terrifying things happening to the Jewish people, that itself softens those things that that they shouldn't come upon us and they shouldn't be harsh. That's the that's as far as the Arava once the Arava is actually hit and gets crushed, gets broken to a certain extent. As the as the hand goes up with a brand new Kavana, I realize how fragile I am. I realize how vulnerable I am, and therefore I yearn upwards to Hashem. This is the this is the halos man. This is this is the ascent of the feminine waters. I mean this is us recognizing wow my life was in jeopardy. My family's life was in jeopardy in Rosh Hashanah. My Parnassa was in jeopardy. I know someone that got fired shortly before Rosh Hashanah and he got a job right before that. Same exact job, right? Just as a reminder, hey, you don't have, you think you have, you think you've been working in this job for a number of years, you think everything's fine, you could lose that job tomorrow. You think you have your health, everything, everything is scary. And every time that the karka is hit with the arava, it softens it to be a recipient for the zera. 
Rav Gematria Zera. It makes it that we can now be, now that we are softened, now that we have that Ema, that Pachad, we now can be an Azer for Hashem, we can help Hashem in the Zivug, in the relationship, in the closeness. And therefore, as we raise our hand with the Arava, we think of the fact that the Arava is in the shape of lips, like the Midrash says. And the, and the lips is a Bechina of Nishikin. Nishikin means kisses. Kiss means where I am turning my inside over to you, where I am yearning for you. The, the passion, the love, the yearning for closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is the kavana that we have on the, as the hand goes up. And then the hand comes down again with another strike and another realization of the pachad, of what happens to us if we don't act with the closeness, the, with the breaking of the relationship from Hashem and then that makes us yearn even more upwards towards Hashem those are the five gurus that we need to internalize with the five chabotas the five hits of the arava downwards each time softening that those gurus each time weakening those gurus and each time turning back upwards and yearning towards the Kodesh Boruchu We do that properly, and then by the time the Shmi Yetzirah comes, we will not simply be people who carry in ourselves a memory of the Pachad of the Yom Adin and the Yetzirah Yimei but we will be people who are Yore Shemaim, people who are Yore Chet, and that is the plowed field that is prepared for the seed of the intimate Cheder Yichud that Klaus will go into with the Kodesh Borchu and Shmini where now we can contribute the Gvurus, Kodesh Borchu can contribute the Chasadim, there can be a Klitas Azera, a fertilization of the karka, we can have bracha, hatzlacha coming into our lives as Hashem Ken Yomar Hashem Any questions? We have time for some questions, otherwise we'll start with the with the singing